Welcome in to another episode of Hoopstradamus Season Preview Series. Adam Chalfo and Hami Arain talking about the Central Division. How you doing, Hami? Doing great. Uh, I got my hat here sponsored by the Woj Pod. That is a... <laughs> We're doing sponsors already, so it's actually great. Uh, and that's the guy you want to sponsor. You, that's the guy you want to have on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully someday we get as many listens as him. Uh, maybe we don't even want that many listens. Maybe we don't even want that kind of attention. Uh, I don't want that. No, exactly. <laughs> you start getting to executives. Or start, yeah. like, you know, budging into your show and saying, oh, you should, you should do it like this way. You should you should add this segment in. Yeah, no, yeah, no. too much. The, the trolls yeah. start coming in. We don't want that. All the trolls can stand or a bridge, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, I have I have something weird to get to. Uh, so I made a big uh-oh in the last show. I had a factual error. I want to clear it up right off the bat. Uh, so I said that Matt Howard died. I got him confused with another player on that Butler team. It was Andrew Smith who passed away, unfortunately. Uh, that was a, a few years ago. And so my apologies to Matt Howard if he's listening. And uh, my apologies to all our fans. Uh, I, I, I said the wrong person. And uh, that's why we fact check. So shout out to our loyal listener, Magic Johnson, for uh, pointing that out to us. That's great that Magic Magic is part of our squad now, too. We got Magic in our circle, too. This is great. I don't want, you know, not, not, people always say don't get too close to him, but I don't care. Magic's a legend. I, I text Magic almost every day. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sometimes he comes out to visit. Sometimes we go camping, you know. Um, different Magic Johnson, though, I will admit. But it's not Irvin Johnson. It's not uh, the... Oh, the, you, you don't have the Irvin. Yeah, that's not him, huh? No, no. It's it's like that other other magic. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, getting right into the, the uh, wash. That's a shame. <laughs> uh, getting right into the the previews here. Um, once again, we have the same list, and we had in uh, similar feelings about the three and four spot. Uh, we'll start with number five on our list: the not very good, the sputtering, the engine troubled. The why is Blake Griffin making that much money? Detroit Pistons. They're not good, homie. Clippers. Thanks the Clippers for that. Yeah. Uh, Blake can thank the Clippers for that, I guess. Because that isn't that was that the super max deal or was that I mean that was, was like a max deal, but I don't know if it was a super it, super it duper max. Stupid money. And like, I mean, he he uh had one of his best career years, right? Uh with the Pistons. First year, yeah, first or like year. that trade. The trade year, yeah. Yeah, and I hope he's healthy because when he's healthy, he's a really good player. But uh, he's getting up there in age, and I don't know. I, I think the Pistons could maybe flip him. He's probably their best player, but it's just very strange. Uh, the state of that team, it's like kind of, you know, Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin are your two best players. you got a, some really interesting young pieces, and so I'm not going to like – rip them uh long term but short term i think that they're one of the teams that is going to be the worst in the nba as far as record goes um i don't know what do you think also leangelo ball is gone they waived him today but go ahead homie. <laughs> yes I saw that. the balls one of the balls are gone one of the, the balls, balls have, been have been dropped oh you beat me to it amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i actually like what they did on the draft on the draft, right? They got Killian Hayes to pair mm. up with the other French guy. <laughs> I guess that they're just going to, you know, 
No, but like honestly, I, people were really high in Killian Hayes. I remember hearing the talk about that. I, I don't know. I mean, people were – you really don't know about, you know, with rookies, right, with people who are – you know, because we – especially this year, we, we don't know anything about anyone. But I think Killian Hayes, like he – if I remember right, he's, he actually might be – I can't remember if he's like French or American, and then he played overseas for like a year or two or something like that, and now he's in the draft. You know, similar to the – he did the LaMelo ball kind of situation – uh, but I'm not sure if, he, if it was something like that because uh, Dumbaya is actually from France, right? And this guy, I think he's French-American. He is French-American, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, that, that, that's a pretty cool situation, though, you know, because both those guys might represent the French national team. And, you know, Lord knows that, you know, they can get – I mean, like, they don't have a bad team anyway, but, like, they never really have a bad, a bad team. But, like, that, that's always cool to see, like, NBA players, even like if they're average NBA players playing in the Olympics, even Felicio for Brazil, you know, mm-hmm. like he's getting easily one of the better players, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, he could have a really good future. Um, like I said, they have some interesting, like long term guys, uh, Killian Hayes, and uh, Derek Rose, probably a good mentor for him as well. Uh, and then uh, Seiko Gamboya. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure how long Derrick Rose will last there. I'm just not sure because people talk about how he might be gone after this year uh, or like or in the, or deadline day, right, or like yeah. around then. And it's no secret, anyone who's listened to this show or listened to me on Running with the Bulls, I want him back in Chicago. Uh, but... Yeah, that'd be nice. But it, uh, that actually would be like not a bad move, honestly, because – uh, you know the Bulls. We'll get to the Bulls a little bit later, but like they got Kobe White, and I, I don't. I'm not really sold on him. I guess as a playmaker. Yeah, I, th- I think of him more as like a shooting guard. Yeah, definitely but, a combo um, situation there. I'm. I mean, he's he's a better scorer than he is uh, playmaker. But yeah, we'll get into that a little bit uh, later because I do think that there's a particular coach on the coaching staff that isn't Billy Donovan who can really help him uh, develop. Uh, some of his weaknesses but yeah to to what you're saying about the draft yeah they they drafted really well some of their free agent signings didn't make a ton of sense to me uh Jeremy Grant yeah, it really didn't yeah it, it didn't make sense to a lot of people I mean uh I, I really don't know what's uh I don't know what their plan was I guess for free agency because they got Plumley and uh, Okafor right yeah and Jeremy Grant who they're giving like 20 million a year or two over the next three years uh, I mean, I love the Isaiah Stewart draft pick, but I guess he – is he going to be buried? Like, who's the starting center there? Is it going to be Stewart? Is it going to be Okafor? Is it going to be Plumley? Like, one guy's a rookie. The other guys are – I don't know. Like, I don't quite want to call my, Mason Plumley a, a bench warmer, but he definitely – you know, he, he was a role player with the Nuggets, but he's not a starting center in my book. And Jalil Okafor, I mean – his hype peaked his rookie year and, uh, you know, kind of got like almost washed out of the, he was like basketball Siberia for a little bit. I do think he can still play. Uh, he, he came in with so much raw uh, ability and well, I mean like technical ability too. I mean, the guy had great feet, uh, really good post moves, kind of an old school player, but just looking up and down at this roster, it's not going to be one that wins a lot of basketball games. Like I, I can't figure out the starting lineup. Is is it going to be Hayes or Rose? I don't know. Is the shooting guard situation? I guess Delon Wright. Okay, uh, Makai Luke. I kind of like. Maybe he's their shooting guard. I don't know. Um, 
you know, like they just traded Luke Kennard, which also confuses me. Uh, Jeremy Grant, that doesn't make sense. He's kind of a tweener. I, I'm thinking maybe they start him at the small forward. Uh, Blake Griffin, who's a giant question mark. So, bad. Like, on paper last season, they, they could have had a decent year on, on paper, right? Playoff they Blake Griffin going in, right? Coming off that, right, yeah. I, I was disappointed. They didn't, you know, they weren't even that close. The, the Bulls were ahead of them. So, yeah, and then you have Derek Rose, too, who was their best player last season, probably. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a uh, – they, they're probably not going to be at the bottom this year of this division unless, you know, they become the Hornets, where the Hornets last season, everyone was like, they're going to be the worst team in the league, worse than the – the other the the Charlotte Bobcats, the seven win Bobcats, but no, the Hornets they they fought very hard and they're like no, like we have a pretty decent team, you know. They're everyone's talking about how you know Rozier is getting all this money and stuff like that, and yeah, it's not it's not a great deal. So actually, really, you know, I I don't like Terry Rozier as a you know I guess like uh, on a fit I, even for that team. So yeah, like uh, and but then you know Devonte Graham, like all these you know, these other guys can like you know step up. So we don't know. Uh, you know, it could be like a rookie who, you know, one of the rookies or, you know, Dumbaya, who might be coming into second year, right? Yeah. And, yeah, like uh, one of those guys stepping up, you know, big time this year. But it'll, it'll be quiet. It'll, it'll be quiet steps and because no one's really paying attention to that team. No offense to the Pistons fans. But I think even they realize, you know, even the, when they won the championship, it was more about people talking about how the Lakers collapsed than the, the Pistons outplaying them in every, every, every you know, Every play, basically, you know? And Kobe uh, kind of not, you know, shooting horribly, too. But. It smells like a tank to me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they move Derrick Rose. I think it will be easier to move Derrick Rose than it will be to move uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that I think are going to be very interested in adding Rose, whether that's as a sixth man or, you know, let's say uh, – Clippers and the Lakers, that's for sure. Yeah, like if somebody gets hurt, if somebody who's in contention, if they're like the Celtics, for example, let's say Kemba Walker gets hurt and they're still trying to make a run. Like I could see them making a move, you know, there's going to be teams inevitably in a situation where they're going to want uh, Derek Rose, who had 18 points a game, uh, five and a half assists. And like, I mean, he's not the dunk on you guy he used to be, but he can get to the rim. He's kind of a below the rim player now, but he just slithers around like a snake. He can still do all these crazy finishes. Uh, that quick first step is still really explosive. Uh, honestly, like the vertical's not there, but that guy's a super valuable asset as a uh, is a just instant offense guy. A lot of teams are going to want that. Yeah, it was tough to watch on our end, obviously, because you know he, he was trying to really adapt. And, uh, you know, some, when he first came back, it didn't look like he adapted that much. And then he had to adapt slowly after getting hurt so many times. And then by the 2015 playoffs, he was very controlled and, uh, you know, by and how he played in terms of, like, where he should use his energy. It, yeah. it, it's really a shame of how, how that had to happen, uh, you know, how, how many injuries they had to have to, to realize that and that kind of thing, too. And how much, you know, the, the people, you know, just how – Everyone talks about how, you know, mentally tough he is, you know, just that kind of stuff too, like missing full seasons, you know, coming back like 10 games at a time. And then before the 2015 playoffs, you know, he had that meniscus tear too, right? That kind of minor meniscus tear. And everyone was like, oh, no, here we go. You know, everyone, all the, you know, Chicago fans overreacting, right? You know, yeah. it's like February. 
and yeah, that that was like you know very you know like oh shit type of moment because we're like oh no, and then we found out that you know he had that surgery and everything, and it was just like a small you know kind of shave off you know whatever of the meniscus. So we, we learned so much about the knees, you know these Bulls fans <laughs> these last uh, this last decade. Uh, For real, but yeah, like uh, you, you know, because we also learned about you know Dwayne Wade having like no meniscuses you know throughout his whole career and how you know, how he kind of broke down really, you know, that was kind of not, that could have been an option for Derrick Rose playing with no meniscus and, you know, just the ticking time bomb basically, you know, for real now, you know, but now he's way more, you know, I, I'm happy he's found his peace, you know, and yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, let's move on to, uh, you know, the team that Rose used to be on. Yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. The baby. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man, like this is, this, this team's, I guess, like marginally better than the Pistons, but not, they're not very good either. Uh, they have the Pistons. Yeah. These like, bottom three teams, we really don't know. Yeah. It, it could be kind of interchangeable. And, but I think the Bulls and Cavs would be more of a, you know, back and forth, you know, because yeah. they're, they're pretty talent. Like on, on paper, you know, Andre Drummond and Kevin Love are like, oh, hey, that's solid. You know, Darius Garland uh, could, could turn into a decent little player. Uh, Colin Sexton, those are two, like, good offensive-minded players, but I'm not really super sold. Kevin Porter Jr., uh, he, he's very interesting. It's like they have uh, a few lottery picks, and maybe one of them uh, can land. But uh, it's, it's more of a long-term project, much like uh, the two teams you just mentioned, the, the Bulls and the, uh, and the Pistons. Pistons, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the Cavaliers, I mean, uh, obviously I don't really, you know, we, no one really thinks about who who's on their bench, that kind of thing, uh, for the Cavs. But again, uh, you know, one of these guys could really show out. Sexton was really good in the last like half of last season, uh, and Kevin Porter Jr. Cavs fans seems to really love this guy. So you know, yeah, like you said, there's really not much to go into with Cleveland, you know, and really even like you know the Bulls. So we'll, we'll obviously talk more about the Bulls because we know them. But mm-hmm. with Cleveland, you know, they got uh, Okoro, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, he, he looks – I believe, you know, preseason, hit a game winner, I believe, in the preseason, which is cool, you know. And I know some people were pretty high on him. And also, uh, uh, just like – I don't know. I, Darius Garland, apparently he was really bad to start out the season, and then he was okay. Horrendous so that was a guy who – Yeah, yeah, that was a guy who I wanted the Bulls to get. Uh, if they had the opportunity, but he was three three spots ahead. Uh, but I, it really it, that's another situation where it comes down to you know what what right situation can you be in right to to find yourself in a good spot in the area because that that that's not a, a great situation for him you know because he's more of a he, he tries to play a point guard right and they're gonna they're trying to make it seems like Sexton's kind of like their point guard unless they're gonna make him the shooting guard and Sexton's probably their best player at least the best scorer almost 21 points per game uh shot 38 percent from three um I don't know I guess like the big commonality like is these guys are all super super young uh let's see how old is Sexton right now 21 22 uh I'm checking that out yeah, he's he's about to be 22 years old, and he could be solid. You know, like I, I guess he already is I, solid. I think he's gonna be a pretty good player. Uh, apart, like he's, you know, again under the radar. Yeah. Apart from Andre Drummond, I don't see any defensive juggernauts on that team. I think Kevin Love could also be moved. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think they're in. That's another guy. So, 
so yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Like that, that's another, that, that's another guy who you know people thought that there's you know people always say that Chris Paul it's an unmovable contract and that kind of shit. Right, you know, you see people say that all the time. At least in, at least in the last couple of years, when Paul had that massive deal. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Kevin Love might literally be an untradeable contract because I can't really see. There's a lot of teams who don't who don't want him because of his defense. And also, like you know, he's he's on the wrong side of thirty and that kind of stuff. I hate saying that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's also injury prone too. But yeah, like Love is a very interesting. He's a very I I I hate saying that too interesting. But he's a very like weird case where, you know, he he's kind of already been uh, proven, I guess, as an NBA champion and that kind of stuff, and he's earned that ring for sure. But. You know, even his performance in the last couple finals, like he's always kind of in the background. You know, I know he was the second I option. I feel bad for him because he's stuck. I, I have as well. I have as well because his whole career without LeBron, he's been in the lottery. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, he's he's thirty two. He's had a, a great career, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's making thirty one million this like, year. Uh, it it I, it's been amazing how his career pivoted from you know, like being like that first option, like, you know, rebounding monster, really. Uh, up there's in, a point know, where 30, it was like Do you have a 30-30 game? Uh, sounds about right. I mean, there's a, a time he when – He has something like that where it's so rare. He was putting up MVP numbers before uh, he went to the Cavs. Yeah. And, like, you know, no one would obviously take him seriously because, you know, his teams were never, you know – you know, you, you can't really win MVP unless you're top three, probably top two, you know, in the conference. And Westbrook's an exception. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, he would never win the MVP probably. But it's amazing. Like, you know, if I were, you know, if I were in his shoes, you know, that's a great career. I mean, like, you had really four seasons where, you know, you were on the best team, one of the best teams of the league, and you were fighting. And you are you're in a lot of amazing competition, you know, a lot of great games uh, in those years. And uh, I, I'm sure he doesn't take any of it for granted, you know, because, you know, he's – and he also signed, he also had that weird kind of outburst last year. Do you remember that? He kind of had that outburst last year with the Cavs and, uh, you know, like in the practice session or something like that, or like he was yelling at the GM, something like he that. He doesn't and, want to be there. You know, it, it, right, right, exactly. And, you know, I can't blame him. But at the same time, I, I, you kind of can't because he signed that deal after LeBron left. Like that was after LeBron left like a week later. He signed the deal saying – I love you, Cleveland, that kind of stuff, you know? And that was just a safe face move for Cleveland. They're like, oh, well, we still have Kevin Love. We're great. We're going <laughs> to win another championship. You're, who are you fooling? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, I'm okay skipping past these guys. Uh, you know, we set yeah, our we, piece. We, we they went through some, enough of them. We've, they have some good young pieces, and they have Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. They, Kevin Love could be traded. Andre Drummond could be traded, you know? Uh it, even if they say this much, but if I had to guess, if I had to guess, this is probably Drummond's last year with the Cavs. This is like a player option year. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's also making a stupid amount of money. They're going to have a lot of money to play with in the off season uh, when the Drummond contract comes up, I believe. But uh, no one wants to go to Cleveland, man. Let's be real. All right, moving back to a uh, more notable onion article. I don't know if you saw the Onion article that said uh, it was just uh, the headline was like uh, God insists that he still hates Cleveland despite Cavs championship. Oh, jeez! Hey, the Indians are changing their name. You see that? 
I did see that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That was actually one of the things that uh, got me looking at some of the old Onion articles about mm. the Cavs or you know NBA and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they're uh, honestly like they're only good when LeBron's there and he's not coming back. Okay, that was so mean. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, number three. I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, now this this is also a good transition here because the Cavs apparently, I think Windhorse reported that the Cavs wanted Patrick Williams. They really wanted him. And uh, I know it makes uh, the Bulls look a little better in hindsight, but the Bulls say, I mean, like, uh, when I, like, on, on the day of the draft, you know, we, we did a little, you know, we had a little meeting here on the day of the draft, a little Zoom call or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of disappointed, I guess, because, you know, we, we were just be like, you know, we're just thinking, like, we want to get kind of someone out of the box, I a guess. sexier pick, the, maybe. Reported. Right, uh, and the, it was reported like a couple of days before the draft, the Bulls were eyeing in on Patrick Williams and that kind of stuff. And Patrick Williams were like, "Who is this guy? This guy started apparently from you know he was like in the twenties in the mock drafts, and he moved up to like eleven, and moved up to seven, you know, something like that." Yeah, and he ended up getting fourth. You know, t- what what a rise that is. Yeah, for but real. Fans really, really wanted him, and uh, you know the the day basically the day after draft a couple days after i was just like you know what screwed you know i i told myself that i would embrace whoever the hell the bulls picked and you know i should be doing that i should be grateful that the bulls you know took a swing here you know it's a very it's a risky move they got balls guard packs would probably wouldn't do that you know he looks he looks really good so far uh, he has a super smooth game. Uh, he had a couple of pull-up threes that really impressed me because I didn't think of him as a shooter, more of a defensive guy. And, uh, you know, the Kawhi Leonard comparisons are a little crazy, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, this is definitely a long-term project. They see tremendous potential in this guy. But his plus-minuses have been pretty good through his first two games the Bulls had, their first two preseason, preseason games at, against Houston. and. Like that's surprising because I know I know yesterday he he didn't shoot well at all yesterday, and the fact that if he had a plus minus that was like pretty good, that that's great. Yeah, I mean he, uh, you know who he reminds me of is Luol Dang, and that's an easy comparison. They both wear number nine. They're both small forwards on the Bulls. Uh, you know that like super kind of like rangy defender uh, can play either Very power long. forward position. Yeah. yeah, and and so I don't know. At first I was like. I'm not going to lie. I was like, who, who is this guy? What? And now I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here. He's super, super young. And maybe in a few years, he's going to be super, super nice. Uh, the Bulls are kind of looking for a two-way star. I don't know if that's going to be him, but I, I like that you got to risk it to take, uh, you got to risk it to get the biscuit, you know? And this was a, a swing for the fences pick for them. And, uh, yeah, last night against the Houston Rockets, the Bulls actually won that game after getting kind of dismantled. And I like that Billy Donovan called the team out. He was like, we got our butts kicked in. And then they turn it around and go back to Chicago, and they, they win that game. Uh, Patrick Williams, you're right, not a great shooting night, only 4 of 12, but 2 of 3 from deep. And so he had the, the pull, uh, two pull-up threes. He had a plus-five rating. He had three steals. And so, I mean, yeah, he, he, he's the guy I'm going to really be interested to, to watch. Uh, but honestly, the big thing for the Bulls this year is I think it's a year of evaluation. Otto Porter is 
you know, this is going to be his last year in Chicago. I'd be shocked if that isn't the case because, you know, Williams will move into the starting lineup. Uh, Lowry Markkinen, I think this is his last chance to prove it in Chicago. He had a minus 12 uh, last night, uh, one of 10. He got his seven rebounds. Uh, you mentioned that he, he's doing a better job crashing the glass, but he's never been consistent. And I think fans and uh, management, you know, th- uh, this is the first time for management seeing this guy really up close and personal. Uh, but I think it's his last chance. And if he doesn't prove it, he's gone. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I think, is being used way more effectively already that you're kind of seeing some of this like bam out of bio style playmaking center stuff out of him. I really like that. Uh, but basically they're, they're going to have to see what they got because they're clearly not going to be like very best case scenario. They're trying to make the playoffs. Right. And that that's like some crazy world where Billy Donovan, you know, gets the absolute most out of his team. Uh, Zach Levine is an all-star. Larry Markkinen actually turns out he can play. Kobe White has a really good year. Patrick Williams is in the conversation for rookie of the year. A lot of things have to go right. And I don't think all those things will go right. And so it's like this kind of in-between year where the Bulls are about to clear up anywhere from, you know, $50 million to $70 million in cap space next year. And they have to work on becoming an appealing destination for free agents. And uh, I think a guy they could look at is maybe like Jonathan Isaac. I don't think Giannis is super realistic, but they're going to be looking to kind of build their future core. They have some pieces there. Uh, Zach Levine, I, I think is going to be one of those pieces. Kobe White, I think is going to be one of those pieces. I have more confidence in Wendell Carter Jr. now that they're using him more effectively. But other than that, it's a bunch of question marks. Well, I will say this. If the Bulls have the money to afford Giannis, yeah, absolutely go all in. Do everything you possibly can. Anyways, um, I want to say one thing about Patrick Williams. A a couple things, actually. Uh, I saw this one uh, short video. I think it was like, sponsored by like Google Glass or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but he was doing this one-on-one kind of interview with Diana Taurasi. And apparently Patrick Williams' mother played in the WNBA. And Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. Didn't know that. Yeah. They were doing this uh, one-on-one thing through like holographic something. I don't know. It was very interesting. It looked like they were next to each other. You know, how like the editor or whatever. Or how, you know, because it looked like they were, they were sitting across from each other and they are you know, Patrick Williams is like, holy shit, this is really cool, you know? Like, we're, it's like we're right next to each other. But actually, that was actually a green flag for me because he basically said, you know, he was really awe-inspired. He was really awestruck, like starstruck that uh, Diana Taurasi is talking to Diana Taurasi, you know? I thought that was a green flag because it's kind of like, you know, kind of like a game-recognized game kind of thing mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not like he has any sort of preconceived notion about, like, WNBA, you know? It's just like Diana Taurasi, he's, he's, he was just like, oh, my God, I'm talking to the GOAT. You know, that, yeah. kind of, that type of shit, you know? And I thought, I thought it was really cool that he was really grateful about that. And I was like, wow, this guy must be really a baller, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he seems like I, – I still got to learn more about him, but he, he seems like he could be best-case scenario, the star Chicago's been looking for uh, because he's already a better defender than their uh, – than Kobe White and Zach Levine. And um, 
he, he gives them a lot of versatility. What do you think of second options of the alphabet? Second options of the what? To the alphabet. Second options of the alphabet? Oh, gr- the Giannis. Alphabet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Greek guy. <laughs> yeah, like looking into the crystal ball a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, man. No, yeah, no. That, that, that's obviously a pipe dream, but, you know, like uh, like I said, this goes, goes back to my last point, where if the Bulls, if they have money where they can afford Giannis and, like, you know. Have and they them, will. At least they're take a going to have that much money. For them. Oh, and they will. And they, they're yeah, going to yeah. have that kind of money, and that's why this year they can't fuck around. Like, they can't suck. Take the Brooklyn Nets approach. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, like uh, another thing. Yeah. Another thing is, uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie did some scrimmages with Patrick Williams and, like, you know, with other NBA players, I guess. And he said he looked really good. Now, it's not like Spencer Dinwiddie's on the Bulls or anything, you know. It's just like it's kind of like a random NBA. So that, that's a promising sign, too. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, going to the other side, you know, the other players of the team on the Bulls, uh, yeah, like the point guard, uh, that's a tough one because I'm, I'm not too crazy about – Kobe White. Now, I know, you know, you mentioned assistant coach. I believe you're talking about Maurice Cheeks. Yeah. I think he's going to make him a better, like, better, better like, passer. But it's a two-dog yeah, attack yeah. With, yeah, William, or with White and Levine, you know? Like, they're both not – Yeah, like Levine came in as a point guard, you know? And so, I'm hoping that, like yeah. – Yeah, I remember he was as a point guard. I'm hoping they have that Denver Nuggets type thing where, like, you know, Wendell Carter's a big part of the passing game. And then, you know, Gary Harris is going to get his assist. Jamal Murray is going to get his assist. You know what I mean? Where, like, they have three primary, like, playmakers, those being uh, Levine, White, and Wendell. We'll see if that happens. But, you know, when I, when I look at the individual talent and then see some of the things that Donovan's done through his first two preseason games, it, it seems like there's some, uh, some hope there. Uh, but... You know. Well, it's refreshing that we actually have an NBA coach. Yeah, yeah, like not a – God, the Boylan era was rough, like straight up rough. Yeah, I was actually at his first game. Uh, I was at his first game as a coach. Uh, I know the Bulls versus the Pacers in Indiana. And uh, I was actually with the boss and uh, Andrew Garcia, our good friends. And, um, you know, we, we met Stacey King before the game. I was having feeling pretty good vibes throughout the game. And then uh, the Bulls ended up losing, like, a, maybe like a seven, eight-point game. And I think I remember Boylan yelling at Zach Levine for some reason because he, he took a two-pointer instead of a three-pointer when they were down by three or something like that. We have breaking <laughs> Bulls news right now. Uh, they just waved Noah Vonley. Well, that's a shame because I thought he would be a nice backup to uh, Cornet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not the back of the cornet, obviously, but the back of instead of cornet. Yeah, I hope Gafford gets some minutes, but yeah, Vonley, I guess, tested positive for COVID, so they said we'll take a hike. <laughs> Ruthless. Very interesting. Because yeah, they just signed him. They just signed him. Yeah, and he's been bouncing around his entire career, so uh, I don't think he was necessarily going to be a staple. But there you go, some breaking bulls news. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have. I, I don't have too much to say other than what I've already said. I like Tom, uh, Thomas Adoransky uh, is a versatile backup guard, whether that's backup point, backup shooting guard. Uh, I think Denzel Valentine, this is his last stand. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., I hope he stays healthy, but he's gone. Uh, Lowry Markkinen is the guy, like, 
I hope he can get it together because I was so excited about him his rookie year, and I just lo- I'm losing faith so fast, Tommy. I'm losing faith so fast. He had his third year in the NBA, and it was his worst year yet. Uh, he was being misused, which isn't his fault. But I know, like I, on Twitter, I see some of these kind of unrealistic Bulls fans. You know, these people who think Zach Levine's like you know the next coming. <laughs> but Lowry Markkinen is not going to be the most improved player of the year. All right, let's get that out of your head right now. Like, hopefully, he has a bounce back year. But the guy has so much he needs to work on. He can't rebound. Um, he's a super inconsistent shooter. And going into your fourth year, like when you're – he was supposed to be Dirk Nowitzki, and he's Vladdy Redmanovich. Maybe I'm being a little harsh, but, like, it just blows my mind that at one point this guy was being considered, like, the next Dirk and looked so good his rookie year. And now he's just so disappointing. Well, hopefully we, we get to see the documentary in a couple of years, uh, The Last Chance. I can't wait to watch it about the Bulls. Oh, well done. Well done. Um, all right, before I hurt Lowry Marketing's feelings uh, any longer. And Daniel Valentine. Don't forget. Yeah. Lowry Marketing averaged 14.7 points and 6.3 rebounds last year. Like, come on, dude. How, how, do, you, how do you have career lows in your third year? When you're supposed to be the guy, oh, I'm I'm losing it now. But check uh, out Sadoransky's stats. I'm sure they're not great either. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Sadoransky's like not a focal point like he, um, like marketing is supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like he was supposed to be a guy who was like, yeah. Th- doing the season previews last year, I thought maybe he could be a uh, all-star caliber guy, like someone flirting with a spot. I was very wrong. I hope he. I hope he bounces back. Let's move into the good teams because the last two, two he also teams. He has some weird injuries. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the Pacers, I remember I talked with you last year uh, around this time when we're doing the season previews with the Running with the Bulls. You know that podcast. Yeah. Uh, I talked about the Pacers. I said that this is their year that they can really get off to a hot start. You know, be the new Denver Nuggets. Be the new Denver Nuggets of 2017-18. You know, having the first seed, you know, they can just surprise everyone, you know. But with this thing with Oladipo, it's a little kind of murky. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to trade Turner. And it looks like they're trying to trade Turner, right? Uh, I think I heard something about that. I don't know. And I mean, they're going like, to go with Sabonis. Yeah. Sabonis is their guy, though. Like, looks like they want Sabonis. Because uh, Sabonis kind of had that kind of similar thing where I kind of want to be gone type of thing. I think the Pacers are realizing, like, we should keep Sabonis. Sabonis is awesome. I think he's a really good all-around player. Uh, I think it could potentially work out if they keep them both somehow uh, just because Miles Turner is such a better three-point shooter than Sabonis, and so you can still kind of stretch the floor. Uh, TJ Warren really broke out in the bubble. Uh, I like Jeremy Lamb. Uh, Victor Oladipo is, you know, he's not the Victor Oladipo uh, pre-injury, but he's still really nice. Malcolm Brogdon is one of my – he reminds me actually of Kirk Heinrich, like – a guy I don't think will ever be an all-star, but just a really good player, all-around player, high IQ guy that's going to uh, be really good on offense and really good on defense, but, you know, never really do anything super sexy or flashy. I mean, you, you look at what happened to the Bucks when they lost him. It was like a, a destabilizing uh, 
factor. You know what I mean? Like he, he was kind of uh, a hubcap for the wheel that was the Bucks, And then they, they weren't rolling quite as smoothly after he left. Uh, he, he's kind of brought that uh, stabilizing force to Indiana. And yeah, man, I mean, like, if, if Sabonis is playing in the bubble, I think they're a completely different team. But, like, you can't really scoff at their potential with the way T.J. Warren put it together at the end there. Yeah, I, I that was a surprise to me with, with the, the Bucks and the Pacers and thing right there, the when Brogdon went there. Because I was expecting Milwaukee to – you know, Bucks fans, I guess, I, I see them kind of chalk it up to he didn't want to live in Milwaukee anymore, something like that. He, didn't, he doesn't like Milwaukee. Which is uh, stupid. But, Milwaukee's great. I love Milwaukee. I don't know. Milwaukee's whatever, yeah, I guess. But, like, you know, it's okay. But uh, he, he, he he was, like, also talking about that his rookie season. Like, Milwaukee's, like, one of the most – it's, like, the most segregated city he's ever seen or something like that. The Kareem but, had issues uh, with it for similar reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, – yeah, it's a totally different time. Indiana's, like, way more low-key, which is, I guess, fits Brogdon, too. But, yeah, that was surprising to me because, like, throughout the whole season, I also saw Bucks fans saying, oh, you know, it was all overblown about Brogdon. You know, we got the best record in the league still, you know, that kind of thing. But Brogdon, I think, would have been very – he would be very nice with Middleton and Giannis right now, you know? Like, he's, he's a really – he was a really good fit for that team. And, you know – even during against the Raptors, it's not like he was horrible. He, he held his own, you know. Way he better option good. than uh, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, who I, in my opinion, I'm sorry, Bucks fans. I'm sorry, Eric Bledsoe, but honestly, I think that's he kind of looked like a joke, man. These last two years in the playoffs, yeah. and, and now you, know? you, you got to apologize I mean, to the Pelicans, right? <laughs> not their problem anymore. That's right? Uh, of course, I forgot because Drew Holiday is with the Bucks now. Yeah, man, we'll we'll get on that, but yeah, like. The Pacers, uh, I, you know, I, I picked them second because, you know, I, th- I still think the Bucks are just the best regular season team. Yeah. We've, this, they're like that team now, like the best regular – they're the new Dallas Mavericks, the best regular season team. We don't really expect them to make the finals, though. Maybe the second round, conference finals maybe. But, you know, like who knows? Like, you know, this is uh, what the, the Pacers – they're obviously not under as much pressure as Milwaukee. But the Pacers are – you know, they're kind of – I guess they're, they're still just trucking along, you know. I don't know if you heard that whole, you know, uh, podcast maybe like a week ago or two weeks ago. First of all, who doesn't have a podcast these days? Everyone and their mama, they got a podcast. So Paul George was on some podcast talking about uh, how the Pacers, they're not serious about winning. They just like to stay competitive, you know. They just like to stay in the balance, in the middle of the pack, kind of like the Jerry Reinsdorf approach, you know, and stay I around. I don't you know, think that's uh, fair. Don't be the best. And it's dumb. Yeah, because the Pacers, they, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice to do anything. They're kind know? of a small like, they market. Have, they don't have the luxury. They're, are, they're the smallest. Yeah, I, th- I think them and the – well, I don't know. They're probably not the smallest, but they, I think Memphis might be the smallest. But, you know, the Pacers, are they're like middle of the pack at, at best, you know, it, in terms of when you look at the list. Yeah, they literally wear the Hoosiers uniforms. You know what I mean? Like, they are just hickory. Yeah, they're yeah. You know, they're they're – that's that's all the state has is basketball. That's not true. <laughs> but the reason I mean, look, like they love basketball, and they also I think they might love football more because that's just Midwest loves football. But I, I think you know, like he was talking about something. It was dumb. The reason he gave it was really stupid too, because he basically said that he wanted to find a way to get Anthony Davis onto the team, and it's not like the the Pelicans are not going to take shit 
You know, they're not going to take manure back for Anthony yeah. Davis, you know? Well, the other thing is – Like, it's not – I know the Lakers deal – I mean, I know the Lakers deal isn't, like, amazing or anything, but Ingram was good, you know? Ingram was a good player that they got back. But, like, yeah, like, because you're not going to make a trade with the Pelicans unless Paul George is also included because that's, like – that seems like a, a feasible trade, you know? Paul George for Anthony Davis and, like, whatever, some other stuff, you know, back then because Paul George is really good with the Pacers. You yeah, know, and, like, he, then, he was – he wanted something like that. You know, if I'm the Pelicans, I want a hell of a lot more than Paul George, even if it's like prime Paul George. Of but uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, like, like it, it would be something like the pay, the Pel- Pelicans got all these picks and Paul George, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, like that was just really stupid how we went about it because the Pacers do not have the luxury of even being like a, like a New York kind of team, or you know, they're they're more like Memphis, you know, where they have to like build from the ground up. And the Pacers have done a, a nice job in the last twenty years, really, in their whole existence of like staying somewhat like the same kind of relevant you know yeah making their fans happy how uh nate bjorken does uh first year head coach there it was also kind of shocking that uh they decided it wasn't uh working out with nate mcmillan because i thought he was doing a fine job uh tj warren could be an all-star i think sabonis will probably be an all-star again um still waiting on miles turner to really turn the lights on but he's shown every once in a while tremendous potential but i'd like to see him become a better rebounder he's already a really good shot blocker and a pretty darn good uh three-point shooter they're going to be a tough team uh, i'm concerned about depth i think they have a ceiling uh they're 100 percent in the playoffs uh, i also also kind of like that keelan martin signing he, he was a really nice player at butler so that's kind of a, a under the radar signing I, I like homecomings like that um they have two of the holidays justin and aaron uh it's, it's just not super deep enough. Uh, Doug McDermott's ni- nice off the bench, but let, let's be honest. I, I think this is like a B-plus team. You know what I mean? This is probably like a, you know, best case four seed, worst case seven seed in the East. It definitely looked like a C-plus team against the Heat. I mean, the Heat just were just taken. I mean, that was a series where I thought that was going to be kind of close, like six but, if Sabonis is out there, they have someone who can kind of match up with Bam. So that's like, and that's he's true, the yeah. best player yeah. all year. So when you take away a team's best player, you can't be too judgmental, right? Because yeah, the Heat just rocked them. Yeah, yeah, that was a that, that was a disappointing ending. I think that that might have been one of the reasons why McMillan, you know, goodbye because I, I think they just wanted a fresh face. Yeah, because uh, he was he was an assistant coach before, so you know. Just wanted, just wanted to kind of a new start in that, in that sense. But now to the team that has the most pressure, in my opinion, in the since, NBA, since the restart, like since before the restart, they've had the most pressure because, yeah, like uh, I remember saying because you know that's going to be a big thing for them losing home court because they had the best record all season long and then they just lose that and you know they're a very good, they're a very good team at home, the Bucks. So, you, so I think the Bucks. This, I mean. Not much needs to be said here. This is their last year. This could be their last year where they have, like, where they're the best record in the league and that kind of thing because we really don't know what's going to be in store next season. Giannis seems to be deflecting a lot. Well, I, I mean, I think it's basically if you don't get to the finals this year, Giannis is gone. And that's why I agree with you with them having the most pressure. Uh, on paper, this team is, like, stupid good. Drew Holiday – is a big upgrade at point guard over Eric Bledsoe. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA. 
Uh, Dante DiVincenzo continues to develop, and uh, I think he's going to have to step up big time for them. Uh, honestly, I, I really like Pat Connaughton. I think he's one of the better backup wings. Uh, someone who like he's a very very good rebounder from the backcourt. I don't think people realize about realize that about him. Obviously, you know the guy's got a freaky vertical. We saw that in the dunk contest. Also got drafted as a pitcher. So the guy's just like a tremendous athlete. Uh, then you got Chris Middleton, who's like lockdown defender. So you have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez, who was like flirting with Defensive Player of the Year. And then uh, obviously Budenholzer's a damn good coach. And so I even think like Bobby Portis, who's a guy who kind of fell asleep on defense at times uh, with the Knicks, like that's a good fit for them because you have a guy who has a, a decent jumper. Uh, he's going to be able to stretch the floor. That's a good backup for Brooke Lopez. And I think that playing under Budenholzer is going to make Bobby Portis a much better uh, defensive player. Like you said, they have a ton of pressure on them because like you look at this team and they are absolutely a contender to win the championship. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny how, you know, Kawhi kind of ruined that, uh, that trip to the finals and possible championship. You know, Kawhi and crew, I should say, because the Raptors are not meant to be taken lightly, you know, because that Raptors team was very well balanced, you know, very great team. And, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I was actually happy that the Raptors got that done there because they were down 2-0 and they took two overtimes to win game three. It's amazing how that game – really could change the whole trajectory of the Bucks franchise by now, you know? Giannis probably would have already had yeah. that deal signed if they he'd probably have a ring, assuming Durant is also in and out, you know, in that finals. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was shocked. Like, the heat just got so hot, no pun intended. Uh, but, I mean, I thought all year it was Bucks-Lakers in the championship. And – I, I don't know. It's just uh, – it's weird, I guess. Like, it, it's weird that they didn't make it. Well, I mean, people always say – people, people I guess, are starting to now say that Mike Budenholzer is a regular season coach. He's not a playoff coach, you know, that kind of thing. Or that Giannis is only good in the regular season. Or, you know, that – like, it, that part is, like – that's kind of murky, too, because Giannis is – obviously, we all know how great he is. And in 2019, when he was playing against the Raptors, he basically tried to do everything he did – in the NBA, like regular season, and it took took two games away, almost two games away to the NBA Finals, you know. And then the next, yeah, like this past season was really, I agree, it was it was really weird. But at the same time, like I remember, I I had a feeling that they would flame out because that was such a big thing for them, having home court, the best record. If we had the best record, we don't have to worry about you know you know uh, our home games because we're so good at home. Uh, but yeah, like. That that's always the thing with teams that where you're not where you're not really sure. It's just like you need home court. You gotta have home court. You know, the Rockets had their best chance ever. Best chance since ninety five to win a championship. And they needed home court and even then they barely lost. You know, they've lost by like eight points, seven points or whatever. It's it's uh it's a shame. That's another franchise. We'll, you know, we'll talk to you know next time or whatever, ne- next uh ne- another day, uh, about the Rockets, how far they've fallen uh from then to now. But yeah, like the the Bucks are, you know, they, they might be flirting with something like the Rockets, you know, that kind of downfall, I guess. Yeah, where uh, people talk about what could have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's uh, crazy, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's you know, now or never. It but, really is, yeah. Because, uh, 
Yeah, and that's how they have to look into the season because, you know, they can't just be thinking that, you know, oh, he'll be fine, he'll do it, you know. I think the deadline's already passed, right? For to what? sign that. Uh, or maybe it hasn't, but he, he has, like, a deadline to sign that Supermax. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the dates would be on that, but, you know, he'll have uh, – they're, they're still hoping to um, – I, I don't think so. I, I really don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I suppose I can look that up. There's, yeah, there's like a there's a time area. It could be in the middle of the season. Um, like probably until December twenty first. Okay, so but right before the NBA season starts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's coming up quick. He's not going to sign it. Probably not. If he, no he would have done it by now, yeah. And I mean, also, like he, even if he opts out and comes back to the Bucks, he'll get more money that way too. I mean, I, I hope he stays there because I root for these small market teams because it's harder for them. And it, it, it creates a fun competitive balance when you have teams uh, like the Bucks that are good. Especially in the Eastern Conference, yeah. Yeah, and so um, – MVP you know, in the Eastern Conference, it's, it's, it matters, yeah. Yeah, like it's kind of a good guy story. And if I'm Giannis and I'm, I'm like, shoot, Milwaukee's pretty dope. I love Milwaukee, straight up. Like I'll go there for anything from like pedal boarding to uh, music festivals, and I've always had a good time, uh, you know, going – I don't think I've been to a Bucks game there, but I, I've been to a handful of Marquette games, and uh, whether that be like covering them in college with with uh, Brendan or whatever, or you know just like going up as a fan to see Marquette against Georgetown or whatever. I went one year. Uh, it's it's a it's a cool city, you know. I think that they have enough like to offer anybody, and especially if you're like from poverty in Greece, you know what I mean. Like Milwaukee probably doesn't suck. Maybe it's not L.A., but like. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place to live. And uh, if they win a championship, Giannis might be a career buck and, like, might be the most celebrated athlete that isn't a Green Bay Packer in the history of Milwaukee professional sports. Yeah, it could happen. But have you considered how nice Dallas seems this time of year? Yeah, and I'll (laughs) tell you what. If if they don't win, that's my pick because – (laughs) <laughs> so if he so if he if he's gonna leave for sure. So that that so is your first option the Bucks or is your first option? Because I know you're a big Luca guy. I mean, like I said, it all depends on what the Bucks do this year. If they get to the finals, he might stay. If they win the championship, he does stay. If they don't make the finals, he is good as gone. If they make the finals and get so overmatched by the Lakers, four oh, four one, what do you think? I, I would lean towards, I don't know, because, like, getting to the finals is great, you know? Yeah. And, like, the Lakers are such a juggernaut. Like, let's put it this way. If they somehow run into the Nuggets in the finals and lose the Nuggets, he might leave. But if they lose to the Lakers, it's like, all right, you lost to LeBron James. A lot of really good players have lost to LeBron James. There's not, like, a bunch of shame in that. Like, that team on paper is the best in the NBA. But you look at the Bucks, and you certainly can make a case that number two on papers is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the Bucks, I, well, I think they're going to be fine in the regular season, but yeah, it's going to come down to what happens in the next summer, really. Yeah. And, and that's all going to, because, you know, Giannis wants to win. He seems like a loyal guy, you know, but. Same with Kevin Durant. He's very loyal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Kevin Durant, man, that guy. 
I feel like he, a lot of years, many, many, many years, he said the right things. He said the right things that everyone wanted to hear. And then he made, uh, he made like a, he went, it's like he went from a, he, he basically went from like a, he basically upgraded from like a bicycle to a motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To like a, a flaming motorcycle that can go yeah. a thousand miles an hour and travel through space. Oh, it was beautiful. It was so great. It was, it was so great. I hated. I hated all the. I, no, I, I didn't hate. It. I loved all the fans bitching and complaining. <laughs> all the fans doing that. You know, it was great because these fans, they need. They need to know. They need to know who's boss here. You know, it's the players who are the boss. The players are the boss. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and and if if you pair up Luca, Kristaps, oh, and Giannis, it is going to oh, be man. a dynasty. The Bucks are the only hope for the rebellion, you know, against the big market teams. Like, oh my goodness! Uh, and like Dallas is like, you know, I, I know people, you know, I know people talk about like the Texas Triangle teams. Like, you know, Houston's a big market. You know, Houston's like an A-list kind of market. San Antonio is like not big. It's not a big market. You know, I, I can't say that the big market. That's more of mid market, maybe. You know, Dallas is kind of mid market too. You know, in, in NBA terms, even it's weird because, like in in NFL, you know, Denver's probably considered a big market, but the NBA, they're like they're kind of mid market. You know, the Nuggets, yeah, yeah. Phoenix Suns too. You know, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, worst case scenario, Bucks get eliminated in the second round. Best case scenario, they win the championship. But there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that they win the division. Yeah, no, the Bucks are. I mean what can I say? They're a great regular season team. You know, it really comes down to over the summer, you know, in the second round when they'll really get tested when it comes down to the elite eight, right? Second round. Well, they're going to have a lot of stiff competition in the playoffs because the Sixers are going to be legit. I think they got a little bit better. That's an episode for another day. Uh, The heat are not going anywhere. Uh, The the Celtics got a little more well-balanced. I still think the Bucks would take the Celtics, but I mean, there's, there's some dogs and uh, it is, it's now or never, man. I said it. You should play that song, the Kendrick Lamar song, now or never. I don't think I know that one. Uh, it's literally called now or never, but Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> it, it's an older it. song. It's like an older song. It was an NBA. It was one of the 2K games. Okay. It was like 2K14 or something like that. It was some more you got anything else uh, to add here before we wrap things up? No, nothing really. Uh, you know, the Bucks are, yeah, like like you said, now or never. So yeah, this is everything for them this year. This is this is what the, this is like a like a franchise identity season type of you know feel. It's very exciting to see as an outside. You know, if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be stressed as fuck. But I'm happy I'm not in this situation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're we're hoping we're rooting for you, Bucks fans. At least uh, we're feeling. We're empathetic at the very least. We'll see what happens. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. I like that. Uh, Anyway, yeah, as always, uh, thank you to Evan Buchers for making the logo. Wax Cowboy on Instagram. Check out his work there. Uh, And that's it for now. Uh, We'll be doing the uh, uh, Northwest next. So so we'll see about that. All right, folks. Who's Thomas Podcast?